1: This episode of the podcast is sponsored by my brother, Kelvin Cox. If you too want to sponsor the podcast, go on patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. That's patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There's free shows. There's plenty of content on there you can check out. Just go in there and check it out. It All starts at just a dollar. Peace. Experience. Welcome, to the experience. Welcome, to the experience. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to now in our culture diversity. I'm your host Delvin Cox, and this week on the podcast, I have two special guests. Let them know who you are, brothers.
2: Uh, this is Michael Aaron from What Up though Podcast, coming to you Uh-oh. from Detroit.
0: Uh, Otis, uh, Twitter name Grumpy Otis, from the What Up though Podcast. What up, though I what got
1: to, what up, no podcast on man? Long time coming, man. How you guys doing?
0: we doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing awesome, man. It's been a long week, and I couldn't wait to get home and get some drinks and you know, uh, get this going. We uh, we did a long ass podcast the other night. Great, um, yeah, are you, are you are you current?
1: I'm thinking one episode behind.
0: Okay, so you haven't heard the latest is three hours, so.
1: One thing I can say about you guys is, not many podcasts can do a three hour podcast and be entertaining. You guys pull it off. Like I've heard some three hour podcasts, and an hour and a half, I'm like, "Fuck this! I'm not listening no more." <laughs> and I've done
0: that. Well, that, that, that's time. a hell of a compliment, though. That's a hell of a compliment because I, I listen, I try to listen to uh, the Joe Budden podcast, and it should be long as hell, and I never finish it. And I, I, I deem them to be pretty interesting.
1: I finished eighty, ninety percent of them, but I think of one of them in particular. He almost went like four. I was like, "No, nah, not doing this."
0: Uh, I mean, I mean, I know. I think if you ask me or Mike, we probably had different opinions on it. Um, I rather not go that long, just because I don't want people to not listen to all of it. And I think Mike is, you know, "Fuck it, let's get it going." But. It's like we always have decent content. I'm just scared if someone go get you like the hour and twenty mark, like fuck this shit, and then we got like another hour and a half of good content and no one will listen. But we've got decent, you know, feedback from the long podcast. So I guess I, guess I need to just get over my bullshit and just keep recording. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I don't really care. Do oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't really care about how long it goes, but I won't. Um, I won't force it, but I won't stop it either. So if we go in three hours, if we go in and it's three hours, it's like, all right, well, as long as we were you know, having a good conversation the whole time, I'm good.
1: I think that's the key. The fact that you don't force it, it doesn't never feel like it's being forced. That's why I think it works for you guys.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I will say that when we, like our last podcast, we talked about, so we had two guests. We had, uh, uh, Mr. Monotone. That's his, uh, Twitter name as well. And then we had Jeff. And I forget his Twitter name. Papa Panda some shit.
2: Um, okay. but <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh not there's anything wrong with being gay for the record. Um but uh but that name we was talking about the name is kind of whack though. But you know, shout out to him. He came by and brought gifts. I'm drinking out the fifth that he brought since we didn't open it. So uh kudos to him. Um he he just stopped by randomly. That wasn't even a planned thing. He he kinda asked us what were we doing? I think he tweeted, I mean not tweeted, commented on Mike. I think he asked you about whether we're doing high cast or hollow or something like that again. Uh, and he just stopped by. Um, but we talked the first two hours pretty much about music, like, we kind of dissected that one whack ass uh 50 greatest rappers list.
1: Oh, that other list was trash.
0: So, we kind of broke that down a lot a whole lot. So, that's majority of the podcast, and it's pretty good. It's some good insight. Monotone, he's a uh, DJ, he's, he has rapper stories for days. Uh, he was telling us about, you know, the time he had met Wu-Tang and shit like that. Um, so definitely check it out and get a chance. But yeah, we talked about that. And then, you know, obviously the gun, the gun control debate was big, but we didn't spend as much time as we thought we would just because of just time. Like I almost wanted to do two parts, like one part be the rappers list and then come back and do the gunker, just because it's so much information, but we, we got it in three and uh, it, it, it was pretty dope.
1: So, we're well, we gonna probably get to that today, most likely. But before we do that, gotta start off with what we start the podcast with all the time the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Are you guys ready? Sure. Cool. Question number one What's the best album you guys have listened to this past year? And it doesn't have to be new. You go first, Otis.
0: This past year, uh, fuck. Probably Pusha T's album. Daytona. Probably one of my, yeah, Daytona was probably my favorite so far. But there's some other ones in the running. No, 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 no. I take that back. Booker Ryan. That's Five Nines, Booker Ryan. Is probably the best I've heard this year.
1: That's last year, though, ain't it?
0: No. No, I thought it came, came out this year.
1: That came out last year. That was uh, last year.
0: Okay. Push it through My last bad. year.
1: You just, just have to listen yeah. to it this year. It doesn't This have to come out this year, by the way.
0: Oh, just to listen. To, oh. Okay. I'll go with Daytona, just for sake of argument. That's probably the, some of the best I've heard this year. But uh, some other shit. I, I've been listening to, uh, and uh, granted, it's only been out one day, but uh, Port of Miami 2 is pretty dope.
1: I love it. I like it a lot. But I'm biased. Have you heard DJ Mike?
0: Yeah, I know you're biased as hell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: have I what?
0: Have you heard any music today?
2: I listened to the first three tracks, I think, on Port of Miami 2. Um, but yeah, so far, so good. I actually was about to tweet that I felt Where the like. Where fuck
0: Gunplay get some rhymes from?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my, my bad. <laughs> you said <laughs> you know. You you're finna you tweet you feel like what?
2: No, I was gonna say, like, I feel like the rap game needed a new Rick Ross album, so I was hoping it wasn't gonna be whack.
1: I. Shit, I'm biased again. I, I want to say what I was gonna say, but
2: I don't, no, go say
1: a, I don't think he's ever put out a bad album.
2: I no, I I would agree with that. I'm not like a huge fan of his, but I think that he puts out a consistently solid product. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a bad album either.
0: Dalvin, did you, uh, have you did you listen to the Button podcast where they were talking about him versus the game?
1: Yes. I did um,
0: that whole episode. So they surprised. made a they made a point that I, I thought was actually I agree was that he's really one dimensional, but he works that one dimension well.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm, I'd agree with I'm that. Gonna
1: say, I'm gonna say this, this is gonna sound a little blasphemous, but Rick Ross to me is the Isaac Hayes rap. <laughs>
0: Isaac explain. Hayes, I'm not even I'm not even mad at that, but explain. Just, just well, I wouldn't know, know what he means by, by it.
1: Right. Isaac Hayes has this incredible production around him in terms of like a lot of instrumentation and things like that with his music. He kind of has the same type of sound, but it sounds so good to that production it makes it that, that much great to me. Rick Ross has done it the same way yeah that sounds accurate
0: yeah I'm with you on that i will I, although I will say as much as I've been a uh a, a Rick Ross fan, I went back to the the, the original port of Miami. And it didn't age as well as I thought it would.
1: Because it's too trappy.
0: It was different. I was just listening to I remember some of the tracks, you know, but then I got to some of the tracks I didn't remember. And I was like, eh. But I will say, as his albums progressed, he's definitely, uh, you know, matured. But he's always had good production, though. Like, yeah. he, he he reminds me of, like, like, Tupac never really had bad production. Like, yeah. Tupac had some of the greatest production in, in, in music. Um, and so just the, like, Ross's production is never, I, you know, I may not totally like an album, but the production has always been fucking A1. From the Justice League to, uh, fuck, he, uh, Cool and Dre, well, I think he was just doing with Dre for the most part, but yeah, and then he the said he had some new there. guys on his, um, he had some new guys that was on it on Port of Miami, too, so.
1: Yeah, he kind of found that lane in that pocket is stayed in it, and he knows what works for him. I think The first album, to your point, was kind of like trying to feel like it was too Miami. Mm -hmm. With that trap sound. And then, I want to say the second album was the one where he kind of really found himself in it. His flow kind of made it his own thing. What was the name of that one? I think the second one was... um, Damn, I don't remember the name of it now. It's the one with... um, Isn't that the one with the 50-cent diss on it? I have it
0: on my... my No, that... Was well, that's the second one. I think that was fuck, the second. That... One. Um, second uh, album. Uh, Trilla. Trilla was
2: the second oh, one. Trilla. Trilla Deep
0: was it, the second one. I'm the it and rap had the Fifty Cent Th- one on it. Yeah, the that's intro. the third one. That okay, that's the one I thought was second. Fuck. Yeah.
2: What was the name of that song?
0: Uh, the song was.
1: Fuck. Song was in cold blood. Ah. That's what it was? Yeah. In cold blood.
0: Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, so I mean he, he he's just been solid, dude. But I, I have no corns. And uh like I say, uh Gunplay was fucking dope as hell on the album. I ain't heard him. I ain't heard nothing about him since he got laid out on that damn video when yeah. between when him and 50 was going at it and shit. Uh but yeah, that was dope. Wale yeah. was actually strangely kind of dope. Uh so yeah, I think Wale got bars. I just haven't been uh I've been feeling him as of late, but I really liked his uh he had a one mixtape that was uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it was it was something related to like a like a Seinfeld uh cover. Uh
1: Much to do about nothing, I think it's called something like
0: that. Yeah, something. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, one. that was a great album.
0: So, yeah, so yeah, that was mine. What was your so what was your uh, what you listen to good or what? How was your question? Uh, Delvin, how did you phrase it?
1: The best album or song you listened to in the past year that doesn't have to be new. Um, I would
2: probably I, I haven't really listened to anything this year that I thought was like super great, but I haven't listened to that much music this year, period. So I'd probably say Book Orion Ryan too. Like that was my favorite. That was my favorite album of 2018, and I still listen to it.
1: That's a great album. That's a really yeah. great album. Question hey. number two. Oh, go ahead. Where you go no, to question
0: number two? Yeah, real smart. How how far are you from Little Havana?
1: Ten minutes. Hmm. Speed. Nice. When I went to when I
0: went when I went to uh, when I went on a cruise in March. I was there for. Uh, I stayed in the South Beach for two days and went over to Little It was pretty dope. Yeah. Had I, deep I deep thought deep. about it, I probably would hit your ass up. I didn't realize you were actually there and shit. Yeah. But you I, know how that goes.
1: my Little Havana had a lot of culture in it. It's weird because like if you go to certain areas, you'll see like chicken statues and stuff. I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. It's just, it was, but it's uh, it's really interesting atmosphere. Miami is yeah. unique in that kind of way. Yeah. I've it was never been
0: there, dope, man. I was, Definitely, definitely.
1: Question number two. Your top five rappers. Since everybody's talking about their top 50 lists and stuff like that now, give me your top five rappers.
2: Uh, before one of us answers, um, is this like a, um, is this a unique set of questions or is this just
1: like, are these the same questions you ask every time? I always change them up. I always change okay. them. Question like number so. one, three, five. Are generally the same. Okay. Two and four changes a lot.
2: Okay. Uh, Otis, you want to go first? Oh wait. Well, again, are these currently or of all time?
1: Let's say all time. Okay. Make sure you put Joe Button at number three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you definitely won't, won't catch fabulous. Um, oh man. Uh, no, no particular order. Three stacks. Nas
2: Jay Black Thought M. Good list. Hmm. Nas M Royce Andre. Hmm. I want to say Jay, but I'm just not a big fan of his. But I acknowledge that he's great. It's just, I'm just not a big fan. Um, I don't know, I'd probably say Black Thought. I know some people who will be very
1: mad at the fact that you say you're not a fan of Jay Z.
2: Uh, hey, <laughs> right. hey, but look though. I don't give a fuck what they think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Oh so, I man. think I think
0: it's I think it's one thing to like not be a, a huge fan, but just acknowledge and just appreciate, you know, what they've gave to the to the to the culture. To the
2: yeah, and I just like think whack or nothing like that.
0: But yeah, Royce would be an honorable mention for mine if I had to pick a six on, so
1: I like I like both of y'all answers. Yeah. Did you uh?
0: Do you do you answer your questions too, or you just ask?
1: I just ask usually. You, if you want me to answer the question, I answer it.
0: I'm yeah. Curious go ahead. about your top five.
1: Nas, Trick Jay-Z, Daddy, Rick Ross, <laughs> Trina.
0: <laughs> Trina. <laughs>
1: it's, it's funny you say that because I almost I don't almost do like any Miami rappers. I think Rick Ross is the one I actually like.
0: Like Luke. Uh... <laughs>
1: I like Luke for a completely different reason.
0: <laughs> the Asian
1: dude from 2 Live Crew. <laughs> Rest in peace.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. My wife uh, just pulled in. Fucking headlights is blinding me. Shit.
1: I see. I thought the police pulled up on you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Look
0: at that. I would not put that past this neighborhood.
1: Uh, All right, well, right. I'm good, sorry, buddy. but go ahead, though. Jay, well, Nas first. Jay. Uh, Pop. This is where it gets difficult. My four and five always kind of rotate. This is a shock to people. I don't put big in my top five. I don't think he has enough material. Neither Personally. one of us said big either, right? Yeah, I don't think y'all no. did. Yeah, no, we
0: didn't. I ain't say Pac either. I don't
1: think my four and five is hard. Like I said, this, my four and five always rotates. Okay, I'm gonna say LL Cool J. Okay. And my fifth one, <clears throat> probably M. Whew. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's hard it, when you get to that top five. It's kind of hard to pick certain people. Like I don't, I don't ever put Andre three stacks in mind because he doesn't have a solo album personally. But I can understand why people put him in there. Uh, the Love Below isn't a solo album. Oh, well, kinda. I guess you can consider it that it's That's on a double, true. double album. I don't, I, to me, I don't feel like he has enough material for me in terms of solo album type material. He has the Love Below. He has a lot of dope single songs though.
0: So tell me this, Delvin. Why? Cause we had we kind of had that conversation. We well, we we touched on it, but not really. But Andre and Outkast obviously they've been a group, so people don't consider them solo artists. But it's not as if they wasn't on like every track of every album so <laughs> how, how, why so why why do you think that like like you're saying that people cuz you're not alone i've heard that a lot that because of the nine Subtle album he doesn't you know it doesn't uh fall in the category because of that
1: because to me it's e- a lot easier to write one verse Per track, or two verses at most, per track than it is to do like a whole album by yourself in terms of putting music together. Like with all the Outkast albums, Big Boy's picking up half the slack on 90% of the songs. So I feel like that's almost cheating, even though Andre's writing those verses and they're dope. If I was to put Andre 3000 in, I'll probably say Outkast is probably the greatest hip hop group ever Outkast and Wu Tang.
0: That's fair. I almost I almost think the opposite. I almost think that having to have somebody else rhyme. I guess if you have a song and you're rhyming on your own, you're only competing with yourself with lyrics, but with a duel, you're you're matching lyrics with someone else for one song.
1: That's true. And I think they are the best at doing that. It's almost I've heard some outcast songs where it's almost hard to tell who is who because they sound so much in synergy with the track.
0: I think early outcasts You could definitely be mistaken, but later on...
1: Yeah, later um, on, they just go in two completely different directions in terms of lyrically and style-wise.
0: And it was funny because I've heard some interviews and they're... I want to say polar opposites of what things would think. Like, Andre is uh, the more outspoken one, and and uh, Big Boy is the quiet one. Yeah. So that was always weird to hear that. I just thought the total opposite.
2: Yeah. Hey, question number two and a half. Did M murder Jay on Renegade?
1: Hell yeah. Without a question. (laughs) I say that all the time. He killed. I hate. See, you get me on a whole other rant. I said this earlier on Twitter. Jay-Z fans are some of the most annoying fans in the world. By far. They are so irritating. Because every Jay Z's album is a classic, he's never got killed on any record. And It is so annoying. Like, come on, man. I understand you love Jay Z, but he's not as great as you say he is.
0: Have you seen his wife's fans?
1: Oh they are, they are just the <laughs> <laughs> I'm, as bad. Matter of fact, I'm not even saying anything about his wife fans. They are great. <laughs> hey, I, swear hey, I got, mean,
2: got a, I got a hot take. I got a hot take. Fuck guest. the beehive.
1: I'm not. I didn't say that. <laughs> don't talk to whatsoever. Pod,
0: someone's going to trans, tra, uh, translate the podcast to words, and then they're going to find Mike and start putting bees on all his posts and shit. <laughs> Yo,
2: Michael I underscore did. Aaron, come see about me. The beehive is trash.
1: Yo, a couple weeks I, ago I want right.
2: all the smoke.
1: When uh, Nicki Minaj came out with that Megatron song, I made a joke about it on Twitter. Woo! It was that. <laughs> Do do they have emojis that they use? No, they just curse you out. <laughs> How long was it going at you? It was almost the whole day. Wow! <laughs> I'm like yo, <laughs> they don't got nothing fucking
0: better to do. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, it was, I ain't got nothing bad was... to
2: say about Nicki Minaj. Me neither. Except, <laughs>
1: I and I, except the
2: was... uh, uh, what was that one song? Um, fuck. She had one song that I absolutely hated though. That shit was so bad. That's Michael Talk. Oh, fuck. It started with an S. Um,
1: what
2: was that one song? Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> it was like a popping ass single. It was a popping ass what? single. Like it was played all the time, but that shit was so fucking whack. It was like a pop. It was almost like a pop song.
1: I don't know what he's talking about.
2: Man, man, about <laughs> man, I'm going to look it up, man. Y'all know this fucking song. That shit was whack as fuck.
1: Question number three. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
2: Nope, nope. And speaking of whack songs, while we talking about the whack-ass Beehive, 7-Eleven is the worst fucking song she ever made. That shit is garbage. I didn't know that was a 7-Eleven. Yeah, oh. the Beehive song. It had like the Hokey Pokey lyrics and shit. About the store? No, it was, uh... that's Maybe I'm not remembering the name of that shit, but... No, I think it was called 7-Eleven. About Slurpee? What yeah, 7-Eleven.
1: I don't think I've never heard that song.
2: Yes, you have. You have heard that song, dude. I have never. I don't think I've you ever have heard 100% that. heard that song.
1: 7-Eleven?
2: Yes. You've heard I it. Like Hold on. I
0: like because I'm
2: curious now. Oh, no!
1: This shit is so
2: fucking whack, though. <laughs> I, I didn't know my that. Hands was. Up. Like, fuck. I
1: will I say, that song. I
0: put as my left foot in. As a, a part time ass DJ, seeing women go up that song is nuts. It's but. still whack. I
1: don't know what he's talking about. I did not see that. shit. Question three. Question number whack. three. <laughs> <laughs> <Question laughs> three. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> okay, here goes the fun question What's the dumbest thing you've done as a kid?
2: Well, I'd go for that one. I did a starships. That was the name of the Nicki Minaj song that I was thinking of. Starships. That's okay. the one they love. I don't no problems. And super bass was whack too.
0: Yeah, I get you that
2: Nah, no, I don't know what you talk about. Actually, super bass, super bass. is the one I was thinking of. Actually, starships is whack too, but super bass is the one I was thinking of. All right, question number three. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the worst
0: thing, dumbest thing you did as a kid.
1: What's the dumbest thing you did as a kid?
0: Okay, I definitely start with that. I got one. So.
1: I, I was eating the- ass, right?
0: <laughs> that may that may or may not have been an adult activity, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so, I used to uh, live in a. I, I stayed in the project as a kid, and we had this community center. And I was just a destructive ass kid, so they had it was a, you know above the door it had you know just a regular like street a porch light above the door, and it had like a like this hard plastic cover on it. So I kept throwing this brick trying to break it, just doing destructive ass shit. So throw the brick and the brick is bouncing off. So I'm determined to break this fucking light cover. Throwing a brick. I did this one last time. I threw the brick and that bitch bounced hit me right in the fucking forehead. I fell out after That's I got right. up. I had to get six stitches right here in my fucking forehead, which I still have the fucking mark to it. I, I had to see. go home and tell my mom and um uh, She's like, what happened? I didn't even want to tell that fucking story. Did not want to tell that story. So for years I told, the story I told was that I was throwing, which ain't no real better, but at least I wasn't being destructive. I was throwing bricks over the roof and it rolled back at me and hit me. But really, I just, it was self-inflicted. It was dumb. I it was, it it was like dumb as
1: would, do.
2: I it would was argue that part. the dumbest thing you did as a kid was changing that story, thinking that that made it better. <laughs>
0: Hey, the, 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 the thing street. was, I was just—I I didn't want to get in trouble for actually trying to fuck something up. I figured that was the least—the the, the least of the problems. They would like, say, "I Why watched you the it brick
2: roll off a roof onto my head, <laughs> <laughs> Try to save face, like a Tom and Jerry character." <laughs> hey,
0: when, when you got a mild concussion, I don't know if it's too many things you're really thinking about, other than when you got a face full of blood and a mild concussion it's just whatever was out. But yeah,
2: that was definitely my number one. I, I legit can't think of anything that I did. That was like really dumb as a kid. Like I, I say probably the worst thing I did quote unquote was that um, my mom was late picking me up from school when I was in like third grade and I didn't know what was taking so long. Obviously we didn't have cell phones, nothing like that. So I started to walk home cause I lived on the same street as my school, but it was like, I don't know, maybe like five miles or some shit. And I started to just walk home. So then my parent, my mom showed up at school and didn't know where I was at. So like that turned into a whole missing child thing. (laughs) Like,
1: where is he? That's really bad.
2: Yeah. Like I felt so bad about that once I grew up and I was like, man, I can't believe like how my parents must've felt not knowing where I was at, I don't know, eight years old or whatever. So yeah, that'd probably be my answer. That's, that's Man, really I got
0: bad. I got so many dumb fucking things I did. Jesus Christ, they just keep coming to mind now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can tell another one. We can listen to you.
0: I I I, I thought it would be a, a a good practical joke to run in a house and tell my mom that my sister got hit by a car. Oh, the fuck? <laughs> you thought she's gonna laugh, <laughs> bro? I he, after his, I said it, and then the fear on her face, and the run out the house. Man, I got beat the fuck down, dog. It was the stupidest yeah. shit ever.
2: Deservedly um, so.
0: Oh, yeah that, yeah. that was a beat Deservedly, and I earned, that I, I earned that one. I definitely earned every whooping of that one. Um, I had one more that I, that was stupid, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, my mom's friend was at, a, at the house. Me and all her three son. of these
2: stories took place within three days.
0: <laughs> it was in the same time period. Same, maybe five oh my years. Oh, God. Definitely. Uh. Man, we was we were sitting we was in a house. I think our parents just left out, and somebody had left, you know, like a half a cigarette in the, in the uh, ashtray. So I'm like, you know, dare me to smoke it. I'll smoke it. Blah blah blah. So I lit it, took a puff, and I he's like, somebody coming. So I put it out, and then he told on me. So someone coming yeah. the out, they're like, yeah, so the this, you know, just smoking a cigarette. I ain't know, no, so I wasn't. Blah blah blah. So next thing you know, they had a rotating fan in there. And apparently, I didn't put it out all the way. So as the fan came in, it lit the fucking cigarette back up. And it just started torching. So it was like I was caught as soon as they said it. As soon as he said it, the fan rotated and lit the cigarette back up. So all the parents came in.
1: How you get told on by a fan? (laughs) The
0: fan. The fucking fan. So all all the parents came back in, and then they made me smoke a cigarette in front of them. I'm sitting there crying, smoking a cigarette <laughs> and shit. <laughs> oh, I can't believe this bitch-ass nigga told on me, dog.
1: I can get a visual picture after this crying. <laughs>
0: sitting, there, sitting there bawling, crying, tears <laughs> down my face, pulling dragging this cigarette, coughing everywhere.
1: Oh, bad, <sighs> Oh, man, you saved that story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. Some bullshit, dog. I did some, I, yeah. I've done a lot of bullshit. Yeah, great.
1: Question number four.
0: Yes, please. Next
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> What's your all-time favorite movie?
0: Shawshank Redemption.
1: The Godfather. Never seen The Godfather. I And I own it. That's the crazy thing about it. I bought it last year. The whole collection for five dollars, Blu-ray on Black Friday.
0: So, uh, so we that silence it, is bro. my
1: disappointment, All right? <laughs> I plan on watching it this year. I'm gonna sit down and watch it because it feels daunting. Because everybody tells me I should watch one, skip two, and watch three. What the fuck told you that? Call well, it is it? Yeah, I think that's what they say. Watch one, or is it watch one and two and skip three? That's the answer. Okay, that's
0: what it is. That's that's the answer, but you still don't skip it. You gotta watch it to know that you shouldn't have watched it.
2: It's not that bad. Like people say, it make a song is bad. It's not bad. It's just not anywhere near the first two.
0: It's not. Okay. It's not like people say. You know, a lot of people was used to tell people about the season two of the Wire was trash type shit. Did you ever hear that? Delvin? Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, it's not like that. No. But yeah, although I would never suggest skipping any season, especially season two of the Wire.
2: But The Godfather, Scarface The Godfather 2, Shawshank Redemption Pulp Fiction That's probably my top 5, not in order But that's the top 5
1: I love Scarface, Scarface is awesome I bet you do <laughs> 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 yeah. like all things Miami.
0: Scarface, Scarface is in my top uh, Heat is in my top 5 uh, The Truman Show I think is as well
2: That's a great and- one
0: there's one I'm missing, but I
1: could I I talk, talk
2: movies all day. I could run I off a look. top 20.
1: I'm to think. My my top five movies is weird because they're based off of me growing up. So they're all like,
2: the I mean, that's not
0: weird though. I mean,
1: yeah, you,
2: but got, you,
0: know, you got, a, you got a history of why it is though. So, I mean, I get it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Like a, my, no, my number six is Booty Talk 42. <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, 42. obsession. Woo!
2: <laughs> I hope she won an AVN.
1: <laughs> oh, man. For those who didn't get that reference, I'm not going to tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the fifth will probably be Mo' Better Blues.
1: Those are good movies.
0: Yeah, that'd probably be my top one. Although I ain't seen more better booze in years. They're usually my favorite, I kind of watch maybe every year or every other year or something like that. But I haven't seen that one in years. I actually went to the movies and seen that one, strangely enough, and I was young as fuck. That came out in 90.
2: I was say I thought it came out in 88,
1: 89, something like that. So. 89, yeah, oh. 90,
0: but I'm almost certain 90. I
1: think, I think you're right. I think it's like 89, 90. I think, it's, I think it's 90, though. I
0: think it's 90.
1: All right. Question number five. Zombie apocalypse happens. You can only carry five things with you to go out in the world to survive. Your pets and kids don't count. What do you take? Uh,
0: damn. That's a good one. I've never even thought about this before. Like a knife is one. Uh, okay. Okay. I can't think of five things that would just I could carry that would be beneficial.
1: To go out in the world, you can't think of five things that you might need to survive? A knife is a good answer, I mean, answer, but
0: I'm thinking to survive, but I'm like, shit, all the shit I'm thinking about is running out, like a canteen for water, like, okay. you know, water's going around. Look at it out. this
1: way. Take it like it's The Walking Dead. You're in season one of The Walking Dead. So you gotta go kind of find a camp or something like that to survive with a, find a place to hold up with. You gotta go out because you're in the city. So you need five things to go out there to get to that camp or whatever you need to get to.
0: Knife, matches.
1: Um, there have to be things that's in your house, by the way. You can just make up I, things that you. Make up you, things get the you way. Go. Yeah, you can't uh, just like, oh I got I got a refrigerator in here I can take that. No, whatever you whatever you can think of that that you think will be useful. <laughs>
0: I had to come back to me cuz I'm I'm stuck. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm I would probably die really
2: fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> um so I would take um a gun cuz I mean I don't want to get close enough to a zombie that I got to use a knife. Um Fair. maybe I'd also take a knife just in case, but uh we'll just say gun. Um I'd take one of those um what are those straws? They got the filter where you can uh, drink any kind of water and make it clean water.
1: That's good. That's uh, really good. I don't
2: know. Yeah, what of them. Um, I would take probably a really good flashlight for nighttime right. and um, like a fuck ton of batteries so that if something died, I'd have be able to pop new batteries back in. Okay. And, um, yeah, probably as much um, food that I could take that you ain't got to he- like heat up or nothing like that. So, like, you know, canned food or, uh, you know, snacks like chips, shit like that. Like, just food that you ain't got to heat up.
0: That's good. I like those answers. Mike will live. Odors would die.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you came up with a knife and matches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, I'm stabbing niggas <laughs> and, and and making fires. <laughs> stab,
1: stabbing dudes and lighting your lighting your cigar. I've learned nothing. I've learned nothing
0: from Zombie Land. Nothing at all. Yeah, I,
1: I see. And and the bad thing about it is those weren't the worst answers. You just gave an incomplete list. That wasn't the worst answer I've ever ever heard.
2: Really? I thought Otis was, was gonna say heard? his Xbox. Who?
1: Huh? The worst. I thought Otis was gonna
2: heard? say Xbox. <laughs>
0: xbox i definitely a flash maybe a flashlight so i can see hey, him maybe a
2: flashlight he ain't even sure he <laughs> yeah. just get dark he's gonna be stabbing in the air and shit <laughs>
0: lighting matches to see my path <laughs> it,
2: it burn your fingertips every three seconds like shit now i gotta light another one <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, admit, I, I, would, I, would, I wasn't meant for that survival shit.
2: I was <laughs> like, "Hey, Otis like, hey, Mike, use your flashlight so I can see see myself like these matches." <laughs> I'll change my answer. I'll bring two flashlights so Otis don't die at night. <laughs> that's much appreciated. I'm glad so, you were thinking about it. Think,
1: I think the other answer you should take a sixth thing. That thing should be Otis. <laughs> Just take Otis with
2: you. Like, come on, <laughs> right? Yeah, number six. I'm gonna take Otis so he don't die. <laughs> yeah, Hey, that man, that's what friends are
0: for, shit.
2: Okay, the Even then, I might be. Even then, I might have to be like, "Well, shit, he might hit himself with a brick or some shit." <laughs> so now I gotta drag around his hey, limp ass I body.
0: Al- <laughs> I almost said a rock, but I was like, you know what? I don't need nothing like that. So, I'm gonna fuck around and be weekend at Bernie's and they get
2: dragging my dead body around, posting it up and shit. Oh, what you gonna do oh, with uh, a rock, dog? Oh, you rock. ain't Greg Maddox. You ain't, you ain't gonna do that shit, dog. No. You rock. can get Justin Verlander's gonna throw rocks with accuracy. <laughs>
0: Why is like a rock and a, a something else or some shit? But you can find
2: rocks anywhere. It's not like there's going to be a rock shortage in the South of your pocket
0: list. He'll be
2: a, he'll, he'll, he'll like, I'm going to take a rock and a sleek shot. <laughs> David and Goliath ass
1: nigga. These <laughs> <laughs> shit's going to run out soon. Deal <laughs> what I'm going to do. Gonna, <laughs> gonna uh,
2: bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Throw these bricks in a sleek shot. Hey, but if I heat the rocks up, they're hot. With your match, it's not gonna work, dog.
1: <laughs> Please take Otis with you. <laughs> this thing ain't gonna survive.
2: I might oh, actually. No. I might have to leave him. He might hold. He might drag me down.
0: And hey, look, my hopes that I can run faster than Mike. That's
1: it. <laughs> that is. It. Oh man. I yeah, think the worst answer I ever got was a remote control car. What? The what? Fuck? did they give yeah, a reason uh, yeah they said the little zombies away Those zombies going to eat your ass up in 5 minutes well, at least i know
0: dead. i wouldn't die first i'd die second
2: the, ro- the remote control car ain't got brains they they don't see the car they go watch the car drive away and then eat that nigga like they going to watch <laughs> you fucking controlling it and then come at you and then see i'm the one with the battery so his little controller run out he fucked. hey,
0: hey wasn't that wasn't that one guy that said he was turning on turning down all them jobs to
1: be a waiter and shit it, no, it wasn't him. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, man.
0: That seemed like one of his answers.
1: One of the funniest answers I got. My boy Rob said he taking plan B. Because he's not trying to pull out doing a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Is he trying to fuck the zombie? He's
2: <laughs> I mean, like regular fucking. I think both. <laughs> oh, what, oh, I
1: mean,
0: like, let's hypothetically like think this through. A zombie gonna get down. pregnant and have his baby and hit him for child support? Like what the fuck? Why is he giving a fucking zombie twin B? What? the fuck? I, what, that
2: what, she just I, gonna fall out the hole in their body? Like it's not gonna work. No. That, what does he that zombie he, child support he, real he man. Fuck
0: him, he fuck him, then feed him, then kill him. None of that makes sense. Oh, how
2: geez. you gonna fuck? How you gonna fuck a zombie? <laughs> how?
0: I thought of some fucked up things in life, but I will say that. Fucking a zombie has definitely not
1: been on that list. Oh, you haven't heard Ever. some of these five for fives. I've heard somebody say far worse than that. Jesus Christ. all right. Some of these five for five answers get wild. I'll just say that.
2: I wish I had given a less realistic answer now. Yeah. I'm like, I actually thought it out. Like, hmm, what I got to do to survive? Motherfuckers out here talking about remote control cars and
1: matches and shit. See, that's the best thing about this podcast. Sometimes people come in with the five for five and they think it. They think it. I'm like, oh, that's a good answer. There's some people say things like cats because I can Matches. fucking cat the zombie apocalypse. Fuck.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I got one time. Question
0: five.
2: That was question.
1: That five, was question God.
0: five. Oh, that was oh,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> oh, Your brick injury acting up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, that's the Buffalo Trace hitting shit.
1: Oh man. So let everybody know who don't know because you've been on the podcast before, but we never talked about you guys on the podcast. You guys came on for one of the most popular episodes of the series. So let everybody know about your podcast and stuff.
0: Uh, so we started the podcast five years ago in May. Um, it is the it's part the what up though, and what up though is like a Detroit greeting that people give each other, and so we figured it would be. Cool to have the most Detroit greeting as our podcast, and you know I don't know if that was a joint idea or Mike's idea. I don't know how we came about wanting to do
2: a podcast,
0: but it just
2: kind of happened. The podcast was my idea, but I don't know. I don't know where the name came from.
0: Yeah, I can't recall in our conversations how do we derive with what up though. Neither, Um, but it happened. And so we didn't really have a set, set thing to talk about, just kind of getting shit off our chest. You know, it wasn't nothing, you know, uh, no real specific reason just to just talk shit. And that's kind of how it happened. No, no real great story of it, you know, but it's been five years running. Um, uh, we're not famous at all. And,
1: uh, I, uh, I, I pretty much enjoy doing bit. it. <laughs> I bet to dip on that a little bit because before I even had you guys on, one of the few podcasts that always came up to me. People always mention to me, "What Up No Podcast. Always. Oh,
0: that's actually dope to hear, because in Detroit, I don't think no one no one really knows about, more people know
1: about the podcast outside of Detroit than they do in Detroit. Oh, same thing with the Delma Cox experience. People are like, people in my family that just found out I do a podcast and just found out that it's kind of semi-popular. They're like, oh, you do a podcast? Oh, people listen to it? <laughs> so I think I think the the issue with us is that
0: I don't know if we I don't really let a lot of people know we do I do the podcast like some people know like immediate friends and stuff and some family but most of my family don't know and I don't know if, maybe because I may have talked about them on a podcast or some shit <laughs> uh, but we don't really advertise as much you know to the to the full masses you know so
1: that's well, probably I told my I just told my family, like, hey, I'm doing a podcast, I'll oh, fuck off. <laughs> it was like we don't I heard we don't care for maybe two years doing a podcast. And then <laughs> now it's kind of like not getting huge and like that, but people are talking about podcasts more and their things coming up. And like, oh, you do a podcast now. Podcasts in general are blowing up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Every time sure. you look at the media, they're talking about how big podcast is. Joe Rogan's making yeah. millions of dollars off his podcast. Joe Butt making millions of dollars off his podcast, apparently. We still broke, but
0: <laughs> there was uh so when we when we started, there was this one podcast that I know that was in Detroit. And I can't think of the guy's names, but the one the first the first episode they recorded, they were at like a park. They just had their mics out and they were just recording random shit. And I was just like, If these, these fuckers can get out here and do it, I know we can do it. And then we have way better content. And that's kinda how it went. So but yeah, man, um we 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 we're glad to have the, the Twitter Twitter presence that we do, you know. We enjoy, you know, every week or whenever we get a chance to do it, you know, it's definitely a, a good outlet to be an event, you know, uncensored and all of that. So Yeah.
1: You know, it's crazy to think about it, but like I said, what Up No Podcast? One of those podcasts has always been mentioned to me. And it's always been a thing where I'll give you a good example of it. When I first started my podcast, a lot of people were like, Why don't you cover more black topics? Why don't you cover more black issues? Why don't you talk about black things? I'm like, why? There's so many people who do that well. And pro- frankly, do it way better than I would. In terms of like Bella the Great, you guys. Just like, um. When I also first thought it was like, why don't you do a video game podcast? Like, all my friends do video game podcasts. I, I didn't never want to fit to that crowd, and I think that it's important to have diversity among podcasters. And I like the fact that you guys do it your way because it's so unique to you guys. And it's really the voice of you guys. And it makes people follow you because they're like, oh, I can relate to this guy, I can relate to this guy, I can relate to Baylor. And that's why I've always kind of had a respect for you guys doing it. Even though I remember when I first reached out to you guys, when I first started talking to you guys, you guys always came off as genuine. And that's what I like about you guys' podcast in general.
0: I hope we didn't switch up and shit. Like they ain't fuck them niggas. They ain't genuine no more.
1: <laughs> like when I first heard
0: y'all, y'all were genuine. Now it's like, you know.
2: <laughs> no, I mean that's something that's cool, I've always. Man. That's something I've always prided myself in is and it's also part of the reason why I don't advertise the podcast either because I'm I'm so me when I do the podcast. Like I'm I don't censor myself a lot in actual life, but I really don't censor myself when I'm podcasting. And I think that just helps make the content more genuine. I I I'd like to think it makes it more interesting and fun and I just I don't know, I feel like you can't you can't do it well if you don't do it naturally, and I just, I just really make it a point to just not try to, not try to change myself or filter myself for the audience. But because of that, um, I can't really advertise it because it'd be to my last day having a job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd, be a, see it'd
0: be a lot different if you know the podcast was popping. We could actually do the shit full time and not have to worry about outside influences of income yeah. and shit like that, you know, like a Joe Rogan, they can say what the fuck they want or, or a button or whatever the fuck, you know? But I think, you know, that's one thing that I think people have always liked is that, you know, we've been, you know, honest, you know, uh, we, we try to cover a lot of shit, you know? Um, and, and, you know, it's been and it's really fun to be honest. I mean, I, I, I would never want to do some shit. I, I, I go to work every day doing some shit. I definitely, definitely don't really, I like it, but it's not like on a you know, I wake up every day wanting to go to work. You know, so you know I look forward to, you know, when we do record to be able to, so you know, that's a plus.
1: So for those who don't know, how did you guys actually meet?
0: Mutual friend. Uh one of my homeboys who I went to high school with his brother uh went to high school with Mike. And so I think we met did we meet at the Drinkathon? Yep. So, me and my home, one of my homeboys, um, and his two brothers, we used to host these parties every year the day before Thanksgiving, and uh, they were called the Drinkathon. So it, it derived because the day before, at least in Michigan, Detroit, I would many anywhere else, but the day before Thanksgiving is usually the, the most drinkingest day of the year. People party and all that shit. And so we wanted to uh, do something at home versus going out that we could all get drunk, leave our keys, you know. At that time, it wasn't Uber and shit, so you could just catch a cab or stay over and shit like that. And so that's how we ended up doing that party. And so we did it a couple of different places then. When I was uh, living by myself just prior to pre-marriage, you know, we just... Did it in my house because I had to. I was the only person that was either not married or had their own crib that would be able to host some shit. Not that I had some granddad's crib, but I just was single. So uh, <laughs> we we started doing it in my house. And I think what happened was me and Mike was on Facebook. We wasn't even Facebook friends. And We was on one. I think maybe Chris that, his name was Chris. And I think we just talking about out drinking each other or some crazy shit. And then we met then. And then that was had to be, shit. Between
2: 2006, 2010, maybe? Yeah, it was. I was um, actually in town because at the time I was living in California. So um, I not only lived in California for two years. So it was between 2008 and 2010. Um, I was in town for for Thanksgiving. So, yeah. And then Chris Chris brought me up there. But I, I feel like we already followed each other on Twitter at that point.
0: Yeah, I think we did. I, I, and the more I think about it, that was a long, long fucking time ago, now that you really think about it. That's like plus 12, 13 years or some shit like that.
1: That's cool, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that we didn't really like cool grow up as childhood friends or no shit like that. We just kind of met on a subject of drinking, and then <laughs> it just kind of went from there.
1: That's, that's how, how it works in cool. here in
0: Detroit. Yeah, people, just to,
1: people,
2: people meet on the mutual uh, love of alcohol.
0: <laughs> <or weed. laughs> and detroit is super small so it, you know it, you know the whole uh cliche of like six degrees of separation is probably really like one with detroit um so but yeah that's how we end up make, meeting and then like i say 2014 was a big year because we started the podcast in may we started our cigar group detroit cigar club in june and then I got married in October that year. So it was a lot going on. So, oh. so we're still doing the podcast. We still had a cigar club and luckily I'm still married. So all and good things, all are going. things. Yeah. Funny my wife just came out here and she's looking at me and I'm like, you know, I can't talk right now. But she wanted me to talk to her. So I'm like, <laughs> 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 like <laughs> Like, we can talk later. But, yeah, so. But, yep, so that's pretty much how the origin of the podcast happened and so and then us meeting and so forth.
1: So how did y'all get to stay so close to each other? How did, did, was that planned or something like that? Like, yeah, we're going to stay 15, no. minutes away from each other.
0: No, no. Uh, we're, we're probably, I think it's just we live both live in a city rather than on the west side of the city. So, I mean, he I don't know. You're, what, maybe 12 to 15, maybe 15 minutes away. Maybe yeah,
2: 15 minutes about right.
0: So proximity never was a planned thing. Um, it just happened that matter of fact, he lives further away when we first started because I think you were downtown 14. Were you downtown?
2: Um, I'm not sure, possibly. Um, but I currently so, like, I moved into this house that I live in now in the city. In Detroit uh three years ago so um it, it yeah. the, the proximity is coincidence and it's not is we really not that proximate like I said it it's 15 minutes because it's a smooth ride like it's like freeway and then a street that's almost like a freeway so it's like it's it's a pretty quick drive
0: so yeah it's so everything is kind of like stopped by alcohol <laughs> or stopped to get <laughs> which white I always do home. <laughs> um, yeah, so proximity, it just kind of happened, you know what I'm saying? Everything, pretty much just, it was kind of just happenstance, man. Uh, nothing, nothing really planned about it. Hell, even our episodes aren't planned. <laughs> so, it just kind of everything happened. And just, last five years, it just worked out. I mean, granted, we're not every week like we thought we would probably be, but, you know, lives happen. You know, we're working. You know, it was funny, after we recorded last episode, uh, I guess, uh, Mr. Monotone, he was just He he was talking about how he he could appreciate like the the gradual, I guess, glow up that we've had. You know, like when we first started, I wasn't working and I don't think Mike worked the job he liked or some shit. I don't remember.
2: I was at the same job I'm at now. Yeah, uh, (laughs) I think you liked it less, though. Uh, I did. I did. I liked it. I'm doing a lot better than I was five years ago. I will admit that. Um, so yeah, I wasn't working at all. I didn't start the job I have now until
0: 2016. And so I think around that time I was going, I was doing odd and shit and I was going back to school. And so, um, uh, life is a lot better now, uh, working a cool job that I actually, I, um, it was an industry. I work in like automotive design and I worked in that for a few years and then got laid off. Then a lot of shit happened where, you know, I just had this huge gap in my history. And my wife was like, why don't you just go back to school? And I was just like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back to school and, you know, got the job that I got now because my job, my job had looked at my school. We have a, uh, we had, well, I'm not there now, but they have like a job portal or some shit. So they found me at the, at the, at that school and kind of the rest is history. So life is a lot better now, man. I will say that.
1: That's real good, man. That's dope that you guys kind of grown together within those five years with the podcast. Where you started off and you had no job, and now you're doing a little bit more better than good.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, Mike done fucked around and had kids and shit, more kids. Um, I didn't. And uh, (laughs) that's all. Pull out game is immaculate.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) Mike's isn't. uh, So. (laughs) You know, that's where we're at.
2: Yeah, my pullout game is garbage.
1: Dale, <laughs> yeah, well, you have kids? I have two: a boy and a girl. Okay. One of you shoot the almost... three? Nah. <laughs> Steph Curry. <laughs> nah. Like, <laughs> my son is thirteen. My daughter's eleven. They almost
0: out. actually, my my stepson. I have a stepson. he will be actually, he'd be twenty-one. Uh, Sunday. So, oh, we, dope. like, when we first got married, we, we, we tried to have some kids and, you know, some issues happened and we, you know, didn't work out. And then we were just like, he's gonna be 21 soon. Do we really want to start over this whole thing? And just, you know, kind of decided not to. Like, we like traveling a lot more. So, I got nephews and nieces and shit, so we always pick their asses up and drop them off and
1: you know, everybody's so, always funner,
0: yeah. That and it's like I'll, I'll be 40 next year having a kid graduate from high school, I'm like mid almost 60. Like, you know, that just doesn't sound appealing to me. Um, yeah, you know, and then you know, the older you get, you know, the possibilities of you know, you know, pregnancy issues, you know, things of that nature. And so, we just we just said, nah, let's just not. I'm okay with it. Like, for me, marriage. And, you know, marriage is a cool thing. Um, Love my wife, everything. But having kids was never one of those things that I felt was a part of the next step of life. Like, you know, some people, you know, want to get married, want to build a family. And that's admirable, you know, if you want to do that. But being a father necessarily wasn't a, a thing I felt I had to do, you know. So I'm just like, cool. My wife wanted to have a kid just to. So we could have a kid together and stuff, and I'm just like, nah, we don't have to do that. <laughs> I, I'm cool. We, all, I'm, I'm cool with that, you know. So, yeah. So that's that's kind of our. That's kind of how we we're rolling right now.
1: That's dope. So let me ask you guys this then. Mm-hmm. Y'all have a good fan base, a loyal I fan base. So I... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I would say so. How do you guys? Keep up that fan base because people, I see people talking to y'all like they know y'all, <laughs> like, it's an everyday thing.
2: Um, think, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, it, it, it just goes back to the, the genuine nature of it. Um, I think that, uh, at least with me specifically, I think that my personality comes through and it resonates with people because no one ever, ever will ever accuse me of being fake. Like mm-hmm. I'm the same person a hundred percent of the time and I don't mince words. I don't bullshit. I don't fuck with people. Or a lot of people, um, hundred percent me all the time. And I think people respect that. Um, and then I think the podcast, um, I get really passionate on certain subjects. Um, I think that resonates with people. Cause again, it's genuine. Um, and then you know we have our times where we we're kind of funny, every now and then. Uh,
0: we make a good point every every so often. Uh, yeah, I, I think that you know I I've been trying a lot more to try to be more interactive because you know being at Twitter is pretty much our our way of getting the podcast out. Other than you know it's much appreciative you know when you guys shout us out and stuff like that you know from you to Chaffee and you know to Baylor and. um Sean, uh, why does he have a real real name podcast? Why is this podcast a podcast pi- his Twitter a podcast name? Anyway, that that's neither here nor there. Sean
1: is but Sean. Sean. Sean, so Johnny didn't, didn't record a damn episode of his podcast in like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> like I've
0: never heard that actual podcast. I, I just, he just it is, it's a great
1: podcast. Right. You just don't never fucking record. It drives me crazy.
0: What was the, what was the premise of his own podcast? I don't even know what the hell this podcast is about.
1: Um ET My podcast. Kind of like y'all podcast, honestly.
0: Oh, okay. It's a lot like that. Yeah, so uh, you know, and so word of mouth through Twitter and through other podcasts is always, you know, pretty dope. So try to stay interactive, you know, with that. But you know, like Mike said, you know, we can be accused of a lot of things, but we've definitely, you know, you know, keep things genuine and real and you know, we try to have real conversations. You know, uh current topics is always, you know, uh, things to, to 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 talk about. You know, we've probably covered damn near every police shooting that's happened in the last five years. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and and those things it's because they're it's so passionate. You know, you get we can get passionate about it because those things, they're police is killing fuckers that look like us. And any any time we could get pulled over, we could be in that same boat. You know what I mean? So you know, those things really hit hard you know, and going now with, you know, a lot of the mass shootings and stuff, I, and not necessarily targeting blacks, but it's, you know, white white people Let's in America. Let's
1: call it what it is. White supremacist people are oh, killed yeah. kill minorities.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And not even that, that was, that was what, it, what that's a good point, but not what I want to make. The point I want to make point I was, was that, you know, with this, the, all the debates now with, you know, gun regulation and gun control, a lot of staunch gun supporters, which most tend to be white men don't want regulation of guns, but they have no other answer to, to stopping this shit. Like they have every answer in the world, but to stop producing guns, stop giving guns to people who shouldn't have them, things of that. And so I wanted to, it was funny. I wanted to ask, uh, I forget which, which bearded guy, from the Bearded Idiots podcast. Um, you know, we had, the whole, this whole all came up because I asked you when we were tweeting, like, we need to get together again.
1: Yeah. And I think you and one of them were tweeting. Curtis. I don't know. Huh? Curtis. It was Curtis. I was talking to you.
0: Curtis. And we were, you know, tweeting. And we were, you know, we were just having a conversation. And then I asked him, like, well, I just tweeted, the I tweeted the question, like the hypothetical, like, you know, if you couldn't buy guns for two years, but keep what you have, like how does that affect you negatively, or how does it impact you? And strangely, I don't know if he had a disconnection or whatever the hell, but he never got back to that question.
1: Oh, oh, he he gave me an answer by the way.
0: He gave you an answer?
1: Yeah, I'll, let me look. It Do tell. Because, well, why the uh, fuck he didn't give me an answer? No, he was gonna give you one. He was gonna give you one, but. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Because he, he 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 mentioned to it to me later on. And I forgot to mention it to you. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I'm looking through my I mean, fuck. Tweet.
0: Did
1: this Twitter break? I mean, we
0: were in mid conversation and no.
1: then he side messages you this, what the fuck? <laughs> this, uh, this this is uh literally something that they would do, a, a bit of idiot would do. <laughs> um let me see if I can find it.
0: Now I'm super there you go. I found it. While Mike is fifth in, uh, taking bottles to the neck, you'll
1: will, you'll will appreciate this answer. Didn't okay. you mean to run away from the conversation last night. We ended up in the bar. That's <laughs> it. Yes.
0: That's it.
1: Yeah, you were drinking, as you
2: would say. Good answer. <laughs> so he didn't. Act, so he never
1: actually answered the question. No, he, we, we were gonna talk about it. On it was spoiler for those who didn't know. We were going to originally talk about it on this episode. That's okay. one of the reasons why I want to have you guys on to have this full discussion mm-hmm. on this episode. But right. their internet's crapped out, so we're going to probably end up running that back again when they get their stuff together. Yeah, they sure. already know that. We, we already uh, talk it
0: now. was great. So I, I posed that. So uh, Jeff, who was on our podcast last week, uh, he had was, did he had, this, this. You say what?
2: <laughs> it was two days ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, last week. Last week, I don't know why I said last week. So we did the podcast. Jeff had did a a Facebook post a couple of days prior where he had kind of listed a lot of points and pros and cons and all that shit. So he had a lot of people commenting, and you know, initially I didn't jump in the conversation, but I did at some point. And that was the question I I didn't pose that exact question, but I well, didn't phrase it as such. But basically, I asked, you know, what is wrong with you know with people not having to buy new guns, like, what's the issue? And it didn't get answered for a while. But then when it did get answered, it really wasn't answers. It was a bunch of bullshit that was kind of dancing around the whole thing. You know, so I guess, you know, that was really what we we kind of came to talk about. But I just don't understand their need for for more, like, the, the question, the, the thing that's never been to stop gun owners from having guns. That has never really been what what the argument has been about. The argument has been regulating. One, it's just too many fucking guns. Regulating new people for getting guns, having better background checks, things of like that. And somehow they still don't want that. They still want to, you know, their was it the Second Amendment to bear arms yeah. or something? Yeah. They still live by that, and it's just fucking crazy to me that they 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 live by that shit
1: i i will say this to be fair there are some groups that want to ban guns completely which is ridiculous i no, don't all. No, no. oh yeah absolutely that's, that's absurd like yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's the majority of people the majority of people I think get the point of like hey we can't ban guns that doesn't make any sense
0: but i think, i mean you I, have logical people who say that that was probably definitely say that banning all guns may not be the best idea But then it comes to, like, what, I mean, other than self, you know, protection, you know, what are you using guns for? Guns are made to kill.
1: I agree. I think, I didn't want to get too deep into the conversation because we had a whole different conversation. I'm glad you brought it up, but I think the problem with America and guns is that it's become to the point where it's too ingratiated to our culture where Americans feel like they have to own a gun. Not all of them in general, but they feel like if they don't have that option to own a gun, they're, t- they're impeding on their rights. And that's where the problem lies. It, it goes back to, like I said the other, before, how we had this situation with prohibition, where the government said, you know what? No more liquor. So they stopped liquor, and what ended up happening? People started buying liquor illegally, making their own liquor. I think, essentially, I think if we banned guns completely, the same thing probably would happen with guns. In terms I mean, of like,
0: it, it happens now. I mean, we have we have illegal yeah. guns everywhere. You know,
1: that's very true.
0: And and what what thing is where where are the, where are illegal guns coming from? I have no idea. I'm just posing the question, and it's not I'm not expecting a real answer. But where where are not illegal, but people who having guns illegally? Where do the guns even come from?
1: Yeah, that's the problem. A lot of times, and the thing about guns is they're so easy to access, and that's the biggest problem I think with, with gun control is you can go to a gun show and get a gun like that without a problem, and there's nothing being done about that. And that's always been my problem with the with guns in general. That it's too easy. Like kids have more bigger problem buying video games than they would a gun. And that's a that's a problem in America. I think we need to address that every time we have these shooters and we try to address that, they move the goalpost. They blame it on something else. Like, for example, since we're talking about it now, I might as we'll bring it up. These shooters that just happened. Because who it is, the first thing that gets brought up, oh, it's a mental health issue. They don't just say, hey, well, these people are pieces of shit and they did something wrong. Oh, it has to be a mental health issue. Or it's, it's the video games. We can't sit there and say, as a country, and all agree that, hey, these people are pieces of shit and they shouldn't have guns. And that's what it boils down to. We have to stop people like this from getting weapons to hurt people who are good. Well, well
0: absolutely. And the, the thing is, is that these... I, was, I, the, I say these people as in, like, staunch gun... You know, people who don't want to regulate guns. Yeah. You know, they always say that, you know, it's not the gun... It's not the gun that kills people; it's these crazy people. But you don't want to limit people, though. They haven't said anything about limiting. They haven't said much about limiting people. No, you're right. The first time,
1: they haven't virtually said anything about limiting people, and every time it comes up, they move the goalpost. And that's my biggest problem with it. Every they time something
0: comes up, off the fucking field, shit.
1: Yeah, and they say, "Oh no, it's the video games or it's the something else." Because that's the, I'm saying video games. That's the big argument this week that. It, it's the video games maybe we should.
0: I really, you know what? It's funny because I really, I really hate that. That that's been the actual answer. Like, you can you can say that, and I I, I want to be like, man, you bullshit. But I've heard that a lot. Like,
1: it's a yeah. fucking video games, are you? It's a big point of discussion right now. And I'm finding that's it, it's absurd. Video games didn't fucking kill those people. People, so, and
2: guns did. So when we talk about the uh, the other reasons that people give for these mass shootings. It's important to note that none of these things, mental health, video games, violent movies, are exclusive to the United States. Yes. Like, if that was the issue, why, are, why, are, why don't other countries have the same problem? The, so you have to figure out what's unique about the United States that se- separates it from all the other countries in the world. Mental health, that's not a United States thing. Uh, you know, video games, that's not a United States thing. What is a United States thing? is super easy access to guns so if you want to solve the problem of mass shootings here the the variable that is unique to us that's not unique to everywhere else is accessibility so like that's how you solve it and that's to me that's indisputable because like you can make those other arguments all day but all those things exist everywhere else but they don't have uh mass shooting and gun problems so the key to fixing a situation—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's pure science. Like you, you have a—you have a variable, and you have like a control group. Other countries are the control group. They got all the same problems we got, but they don't have the problem of, like you said, being able to just go to a gun show and buy a gun. Um, so the key is to figuring out how you limit gun access, and the gun nuts will, uh, will warp, will warp the reasoning and make it sound like oh they want to take away our guns nobody wants to take away your guns people want to limit access to guns so like like otis said earlier talking about if you have the guns you have now and then you were told that you couldn't buy any more how would that affect you um and he didn't get an answer and part of the reason is because it wouldn't affect you but why do people have guns that they don't that they don't serve a purpose like um We talk about like um, assault weapons or or military grade weapons. Civilians don't need that, but they make it like I think what all it is that gun nuts want to be able to have any fucking gun under the sun that they want. They want rocket launchers. They want grenade throwers. They want any other kind of shit, shit that they that they will never use. Because, I mean, ain't no zombie apocalypse happening around
0: clips and all kind of. Man, what are you? What are you shooting with a drum? A a, a a drum of fucking bullets. What
2: are you? What are you? What do you need an extended clip for? Like what, a bunch what, of what people. Do you, what do you need? That's it. A bunch of people. That's the only okay. thing you shooting with that shit. And they will bullshit. you and be like, oh, we use it for hunting. You don't need a fucking AK forty seven to hunt a fucking chicken. Like, just get a just get a regular fucking gun. Like nobody's saying you can't have guns, but they are saying like, okay, one. You probably shouldn't have guns that you don't need that only exist for the purpose of killing people in mass quantities. You don't need that. And then just make it so that it's harder for people to get guns. Like, if they talk about punishing law-abiding citizens. If you're a law-abiding citizen, you ain't got shit to worry about.
0: Yeah, Which makes me believe that they're they're not a law-abiding, because they're so scared that their shit's gonna be taken away. If you are on an up-and-up, if you're sane and all that good stuff, that shit shouldn't affect you. But then it's like they they want to only protect the law-abiding citizens who wants guns. They don't want to protect all of the law-abiding citizens who've been mowed down by fucking mass shootings. Like at the last, at least and I'm not totally sure, but the last three guys who uh, who did mass shootings were law-abiding citizens. So they were the people that c- that they could get guns when they wanted to and everything. And so, you know, you, you hear these stupid arguments about, like, I, it, 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 it fucking irks the shit out of me that we talk about mass shootings and then somehow some white person randomly wants to talk about the shootings in Chicago and any other random black city and saying how they are. The argument is always that Chicago has the strictest gun laws, but yet shootings happen there. They always go back to that. And. You can't dispute this shit happens in Chicago. What they, what nobody never talks about is proximity crimes and shootings and things of that nature, and dealing with different poverty areas and dealing with close proximity and people and things of that nature. They never, they never bring that up. But those are, <laughs> those aren't just random people coming to a crowd and shooting fucking eighty people or some shit. You know, it's all kind of random shit involved in that, and that's not excusing any inner city black shooting. But that's what it is. But the subject we're on now is these mass shootings that mostly happens from fucking white men. And so, in Texas, in El Paso, the fucker uh, wanted to kill all Mexicans. Like, do you not know the history of
1: Texas? I'm glad you brought up what you brought up. Because I had something that I wanted to talk about on the podcast that um, applies to that. This just came out today. Alleged white supremacists were responsible for all race-based domestic terrorist incidents in 2018, according to a government document distributed earlier this year to the state and local federal enforcement. That was in Yahoo News today. (laughs) Yeah. The document titled Domestic Terrorism in 2018 appears to be what Congress has been asking for and didn't get. The document, dated April 15, 2019, shows 25 of the 46 individuals allegedly involved in 32 different domestic terrorist incidents were identified as white supremacists.
0: How about this? If we just ban white men from the ages of 18 (laughs) to 30, we will cut down mass shootings by 75%.
2: 100%. Oh, man. It's just...
0: So So the theory... My bad, I mean, because you know My what, you theory want... is... So the theory I said was if you can't buy guns from now for the next two years, you keep what you have, and that's documented. That's it's just... It's, it's just doing a, a fucking experiment. Just saying, because no one has real answers of actually stopping gun gun control. So that's, that's gonna be my hypothetical. You stop gun buying from now for the next two years, no one can buy a gun. And then you track how many fucking mass shootings happens so forth like that. I would willing to bet the mass shootings lessened then. Uh, now, so you still you still end up having mass shootings. So now it's like, okay, who, who are these people who still have guns? What are their mental state, if it is a mental thing? Or they just fucking hate people. They just hate Mexicans. They hate black people. They hate everything but white people. And then track that. But you can't just not do anything and they they talk about all of the. My thing is, I don't even understand. I don't even know what fucking gun laws are actually in place now that stops anybody from doing anything. It it has. I I've never looked it up, and I wanted to do some more research, but it kind of worked out since uh the idiot Idiots wasn't able to be on. But, but I wanted to have my homework, you know what I mean. But I didn't get a chance. You know, life well, we happens. We definitely
1: gonna have that. We definitely yeah gonna have back yeah, yeah we definitely gonna do, do that.
0: But, but I don't know. I don't even understand what I mean. Obviously, if you're a felon, you probably can't buy guns. But yeah. that's probably. That's probably the most strenuous of it. Other than that, anybody could fucking buy guns. So now you got a guy
1: that is there's workarounds for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and then you could you could buy guns and you could give it to another person. Shit. You know? So you got a guy in fucking Dayton who was mad at chicks for not giving him ass. And he goes around shooting everybody and his fucking sister. So it's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? He didn't have a, a as far as I know, a criminal record or whatever the case. So he was able to just order a fucking gun. So I don't know the situation in El Paso of how he obtained his gun or the guy in, in California, but they were able to get guns, I, I thought legally, and, and deal what they did.
1: If I remember correctly, the guy in California, because I remember this argument clearly. The California case, a lot of people first came out and said, oh, are strictly gun laws in California. But apparently the guy who did the shooting in California Came from out of the state. He bought his gun from out of state. Then came in California. And did it.
0: So he was able to buy it somewhere
1: easily. Bought it somewhere so, else easily. Took that gun went went to California. Didn't shoot it.
0: And it wouldn't matter where he actually went. He was a it, the back. What the biggest issue is that he was able to buy a gun yeah. and do it. Was, was that, which one was it? at Walmart was that El Paso? Was uh, El Paso.
2: Yeah, that was
0: yeah, El Paso. That was El Paso. Was El Paso. So <laughs> you know, so. It, 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 what's so crazy about these last two is that these fuckers did, these fuckers wore body armor, they wore fucking ear fucking earmuffs to block it. They, they they were so concerned about blowing their ears out that they did all this bullshit to kill people. It's just amazing the lengths that these people have went to and you still don't want to take certain guns away from people. Like, I, I almost lose respect for people in these conversations now because they're not saying anything about lessening the, the shootings. They're just worried about themselves and being able to keep guns and so forth. They're not saying they only care about the people who can't get guns. They don't give a fuck about the people who actually gets killed. And I, yeah. I would guarantee that the people who wants to shift the conversation to mental illness never gave a fuck about mental illness and, and, until it became an issue with them not having guns.
2: Yeah, I think the the selfish nature of it is what bothers me a lot, too, because I I sit here and look at it. I'm like you if you're a, a big gun person and you can sit here and watch children being killed at school and rationalize a way that you can buy any gun under the sun. How many kids have to die before you feel like you got enough guns? Like how much of a cunt are you that you have to watch that you can watch kids die and be like yeah, you know what? I still wouldn't be able to get my shit though. All kinds of shit that you ain't never going to use, you'll never need, that only serves the purpose of killing people in mass quantities, and the thought of you not being able to buy that weapon anymore is enough to make you be cool with kids dying at school. Like, that's why you, you talk about like, respect the shit like that. Like, that's why I don't respect those people at all. Like, those people are cunts to me, man. Like, that's such a dick move, man. Like, I own a gun and I would give it up in a heartbeat to save one fucking kid from getting killed. And people are sitting here trying to rationalize away the fact that we need to do something so they can keep buying guns that they don't fucking need. Like nobody's saying you can't have shit. We're just saying like, hey, just make sure that fucked up people can't buy guns and that uh, people can't buy things that only serve the purpose of killing people in mass quantities. And they're like, you know what? I still want to be able to have a weapon that kills people in mass quantity. So if kids got to die, fuck it. So you're a cunt. To me. Well, no, you're a cunt. Not to me. You just are.
1: Yeah, I think you hit it wrong right in the hands there because it's selfish. And, it, and the problem with, I've always had with it is the fact that this has constantly happened. Like, it only took, and this is me being honest, and this is being blatant, it only took one time for States to get attacked. Put up uh, bans on Muslims and everything else, and then make sure that never happened again. Yeah. Do you think how fast do you think we would
2: have uh, stricter gun laws if it was a, a a Middle Eastern person shoot doing these mass shooting? Yeah, it would happen so fucking fast. But, if the
0: last, if the last, five the fact shootings. that it's white
2: people, one hundred and fifty percent of the time, the fact that it's that is that don't shit happen from it. But if it's a black person or a Middle Eastern person. Or a Mexican person, if they were doing the mass shootings, man, they would they would find a way to make that shit stop. They would deport people, build walls, all that kind of shit, to make sure, like, oh, we have to save our people. These Mexicans are over here killing motherfuckers. But when it's white people doing it, oh, it's all good. Like, let's we'll, we'll talk that good game. We'll serve up our thoughts and prayers, and we'll be like, oh, this is horrible. Like, this 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 shouldn't be happening. This isn't what America is. This is exactly what the fuck America is. America was built and founded. On white people taking shit, fucking shit up, and going, this is ours now. And that's how this country is built. That's what this country is. And until we change that, kids are gonna keep dying at school. People keep getting shot up at fucking garlic festivals. Festivals, what the <laughs> fuck? Garlic festivals? Like, are you mad at a garlic festival? Why? Garlic is awesome. Like, why are you telling yeah. people at a garlic festival? We should all be getting along at a garlic festival. Like, who goes to a garlic festival? Like, yo, I need to put some holes in these motherfuckers nobody except
1: shitty white people crazy white, <laughs> what yeah. it is. shitty white people yes
2: yeah so I, I, I don't know man I, I think that um, until we can as a country acknowledge that this country was built and founded on fucked up things acknowledge that and then go okay we need to change the way this country operates then we're not going to get any change but as long as we keep deluding ourselves into thinking that's not who we are and that the the call the root cause of all this shit is something different we're going to keep being in a uh, in a state where these kinds of things keep happening we have to acknowledge that this is not th- this is who we are but it's not who we should be
1: yeah i think that plays a big part into it especially with the gun control talk i think that um people need to open their eyes and wake up and realize that if they don't do something especially white people in general because they're the majority in this country if they don't put a stop and put their foot down and say hey this is not what we want for our country. It's going to keep happening.
0: And, and, and in a, a majority of fucking shooters, they're majority of this
2: country and they're ma- ma- majority of mass shooters. You, you go
0: the down majority, the history,
2: they're of- 100% of the mass shooters. <laughs> that's, I that's, guess that's I was it. putting it lightly,
0: but yeah.
2: Yeah, you put it lightly. And let's not even, I mean, I'm joking, half joking, but yeah. like, like, why even put it lightly? Like, that? I mean, it is what it is. We have to look this ugly ass situation in the face and be like, it's 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 white people who feel like other people, whether it's Mexicans, black people, minorities, brown people, gay people, whatever, until we can look it in the face, in its ugly face and say, it's because white people feel like they are losing something that they perceive belongs to them but doesn't, only because they stole it in the first place and did the same shit, killing motherfuckers and taking it and saying, this is mine now, until we can acknowledge that, we're not going to get anywhere. If we keep deluding ourselves into thinking that it's some, some other shit like, oh man, these, these fucking video games. Mortal Kombat been around since, what, 93, 94? We didn't have this problem in 93, but we had Mortal Kombat. We had Kano ripping motherfuckers hearts out in 93, and uh, we didn't have mass shootings then. We had all kinds of gun games, all that kind of shit. So we can't look at 2019 and be like, yo, these video games are out of control. Video games been out of control for a long ass time. Video games exist and are by and large created in other countries. And we sitting here pretending like that's the problem. No, it's not, it's not, the. it's not other countries. It's not all this other random shit. We got to stop looking in the other directions, pointing the finger at other people. We got to look at ourselves in the mirror, this country and acknowledge that this country was founded on fucked up ideals. We still use, we still have those ideals and celebrate them now. And until we can change that mindset, we're not going to get anywhere. But then you got politicians who probably internally recognize that, but they're like, they'll get voted out of office if they do gun legislation. We're not going to get anywhere because they want to stay in office. So they're willing to let kids die. They're willing to let people get shot up at festivals because they want to keep their seats. They don't want to do what's right. They want to do what's going to keep them in office and keep them in power. I, uh,
0: I had posed a question on, well, I didn't pose, I, I did pose a question, but. One of the ladies who was on uh, Jeff's uh, Facebook status was asked, you know, uh, he had used the term
2: um, ladies use loosely.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: He had posed a question of like mental mental evaluations to get, you know, to be able to have the privilege of having guns. And so her question was like, well, who's going to pay for it and all this stuff? And I'm like, we pay for every fucking thing. else. We pay to register our cars every year. We we Some people pay to actually carry concealed weapons. We pay for everything. Why would it be an issue if you want to keep your your guns to pay, a, 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 I don't know, we'll just say a $100 for sake of argument. Could be more, I'm pretty sure. So you got to pay a $100 every year to re-register yourself as being sane to keep a gun. Why is that unrealistic? And her arguments come, well, what, what about insurance covering it and all this shit? The problem is they make so many fucking excuses to not limit guns. They will go through hoops to, to to talk about semantics, talking about how AKs is, you know, what how you define what an AK is, and all those other stupid that shit.
2: That's stupid fucking shit. How do you, you define assault weapons? Like, you know what the fuck that is. Don't play dumb. Like, what do you mean, how yeah. do you define... I saw somebody that was like, well, assault is a now... Uh, 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 no, assault is a verb, so um, an assault sure. weapon can't be a thing because uh, assault is a verb, so how do you define... How do you ban something that you can't define? Okay, so one, don't play dumb and act like you don't know what assault weapons are. And for two, assault is not strictly a verb. Like, damn with your third grade fucking English. Stupid assholes, man.
1: This is the Michael I wanted on the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, so when we did the podcast, the assault the day, took place on uh October 9th. What part of speech is assault in that sentence? The fucking noun. Dumb bitches. <laughs> Fuck out of here,
0: man. So we did the podcast the other day. You know, we was doing, you know, I was, I, I think it was me and Jeff, you know, had a bunch of points and stuff like that. And at some point, you know, they both pointed the mics, the microphones and Mike like, come on, Mike, we ready for your rant. And he was just like,
2: I was too drunk. I was too drunk. I left. I was like, man, I should have turned up and I didn't. I'll save it for Delvin's podcast.
1: And you hit it right on the head. And I, I'm I getting
2: there. I'm not too drunk, but I, I'm buzzing, which is why I'm letting the, the bitches and the cunts and the hoes fly. But... <laughs> um, and and to be fair, ladies, I'm not talking about women. I'm just talking about people. People, in general, can be bitches and hoes, cunts.
1: That is very true. Just to be fair. I think you're the first person to ever say cunt on this podcast, by the way.
2: And I've said it like <laughs> ten
1: times already.
2: I don't think, I don't think oh, yeah. nobody's ever
1: come on here and said that.
2: It's, 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 what, it's, it's one it. of my it's... favorite words, because... I like to use words that like really, really hit hard. And I don't I never use words like cunt in like a in like a loose way where I'm just talking about. Yeah, man, this one cunt was doing this like I don't use it loosely. I use it to define the worst people that exist. And that's what I that's what I mean when I say it when I'm saying bitch or I'm saying ho, I'm saying cunt or I'm saying any other kind of like inflammatory word. I'm not using it loosely because that's just how I talk. I'm using it because I want to use the most venomous words to define the most venomous people. And these are venomous people who can sit here and watch kids die and try to rationalize it away by trying to define what part of speech assault is. Like, that's idiocy, dog.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that um, we've gotten to the point in this country where guns are our business. And guns play a large role in our government in terms of how we have lawmakers who are being funded by the NRA. Let's call it spade as spade. They, they want to make sure that you don't put these bans or what they want on their gun. I
2: then, saw an article
1: you know, today.
0: Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You, go to the article. I, I'll, I'll say my point. No,
1: just, just real quick. I saw an
2: article today that said that the head of the NRA spoke with Trump earlier today and basically said that if he tried to enact any kind of gun legislation, he would uh, lose the support of his base. So, I mean, for all intents and purposes, that's essentially a threat. And the fact that you can even levy a thinly veiled threat against the president shows your level of power in politic. yes. That politics. Yes, Politics is ruled by money and funding and we need to get, one, we need to get funding, we need to get money and funding out of politics as best we can, but um, even if we can't get it out completely, we need to at least limit the power of people who have a say over things like that. Like if you're, uh, if you're the NRA, you should not have such a strong influence in politics that you can have a phone call with the president and be like, "Yo, don't do that shit, dog. We ain't gonna fuck with you." <laughs> like if I was the president, somebody called me up and said that, I'm like, "Man, go get the fuck out of here." <laughs> like, you you, know, you want to see Guantanamo uh, in two hours? Keep fucking with me.
0: And that's and yeah. and that's a, one of the big reasons why we need way more diversity in our in our government because. Yep. The the one of the the big I I feel one of the biggest reasons that mass shootings, uh, gun the lack of gun control and all that happened because the people who are doing this shit look just like the people who run our fucking country, you know. So thank God for AOC and Rashida Tlaib and Presley and all of these other people, you know, who are you know making things diverse and you know hopefully. I don't know if it ever happened in our lifetime where you know you can have, you know, uh, uh more women of, of color in government, more men of color, more, you know, just less fucking white men. And and I think things would change totally. You know, but now they see the people the same people they 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 they're looking at younger versions, older versions, different versions of themselves do all this fuck shit. And they don't want to have, they don't want to have a real conversation of their people are fucking up. We need to change this shit. And the money helps from IRA contributions. I mean, NRA, excuse me, contributions and shit like that. (laughs) IRA. Are they putting shit in their IRAs and shit? (laughs) Blame on the Buffalo Trace.
1: I think you're. Goddamn
2: 401ks are ruining the country.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Fucking okay, Roth investments and shit. I think you hit it. You hit it right on the head, man. That's <laughs> this that um, we need more diversity in. Or I've said it a thousand times before. We need more diversity in Congress, in government, and we need more youth in government. Because, absolutely, honestly speaking, I've said this a thousand times about the Democratic nominees. When your frontrunner is seventy plus years old, that's a problem. Yeah. And, that,
2: and that's how it's been for a long time. Like you get uh, like Congress as a whole is populated, populated by old white men. And these are people who, again, are set in their ways. They're accustomed to how things are and they want things to say, stay the same. But this country is changing. The ideology of people is changing. You see a lot more uh, progressive young folks in politics. And I think that shift is threatening to them. Like they're looking yeah. like, yo, we're gonna we we might lose our shit, and but they're also not willing to change. So if you're still gonna be steadfast and stubborn in your uh whatever idea ideologies you have, whether it's guns or healthcare or any of that kind of shit, if you're gonna be steadfast in that, and you got somebody who's like um you know young and gets like a lot of support from young people, like that's that's gonna be the key, and that's why I do have like a smidgen of hope, is that I feel like. This current generation of millennials are for all their flaws are really engaged in politics, really want to see change and being vocal and voting. And we spend a lot of time having people who um who don't get a good turnout because uh you get like basically like old white people that vote all the time and then you got young minorities who don't vote at all. And when you get people like AOC in office, you get you get those young minorities out there voting, and that's threatening to old white politicians. And but that that change needs to come because like they gotta they gotta ship up or ship out. Cause it, it's it the I I do feel like the the tides are shifting right now on politics and in this country. And if you're still gonna be an old white man trying to regulate um, you know, women's bodies or um who can get married, whether or not they're gay or whether or not they're trans and trying to, you know, stick with these antiquated gun laws, you can fuck around and get voted out of office. And I don't think they really understand. No, I think they do understand that that's happening, but they're not adapting. They're just fighting it. And it's not, I, I feel like the the shift in the House that happened in the last election, how the the House not only went Democratic, but we voted in a ton of brown women, like shows that the tide is turning and they see that as a threat and they're fighting it but instead they should accept it and adapt to what their constituents want and they're not doing that and i hope that that spurs some change but um right now it's 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 a bad state of affairs because they don't want to lose what they have and i get that you know if you've been a politician like you look at somebody like Mitch McConnell who's been in politics for decades and you know you're the uh you know the Senate leader and You've been a, a senator for Kentucky for all this time. You have all this power and you see the you see people like uh uh AOC as a threat. But what you need to do is see that the see the the change in in uh perception in this country and you need to adapt. And if he's gonna keep doing like it's it's about time, like he might end up getting voted out at some point. I I, I don't know what Kentucky politics look like, but I feel like he's somebody who could get voted out soon because he's being really pigheaded. And as the, the tide shifts toward younger, browner, you know, women and minorities and all that good stuff, like as that shifts and he keeps being like, yeah, I saw that y'all uh, voted in some some gun legislation, but I'm not going to let the Senate vote on it. He's going to fuck around and end up out of here. And that's worked up till now, but things are changing. So he could end up he could end up getting the fuck out of here and it'd be his own fault.
0: Yeah, um, I yeah I missed the point I was about to say. Uh, oh, I, I was gonna say just the, the 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 shift is so crazy because I think they're realizing that they can lose all the power that they've had for years, and I don't. They just don't want that shit to happen. I don't think they want minorities, you know, running shit. In short, I mean, I I bet it's I bet people had conniptions when Obama finally became president, like you know, that was so fucking monumental or whatever. But, you know, it's, it, I don't know, it's its hard to have words sometimes, man. It's just so frustrating to see our, our current state. The fact that Betsy DeVos became uh, uh, over-education is the most craziest shit ever. If you watched her confirmation hearings, she was the most dumbest shit, dumbest broad ever. And she really didn't even answer fucking questions. When you, when you think about Kavanaugh, and his hearing, and all of the fuck shit that happened, and he still became a fucking justice. Like, granted, we've had you know, you know, good pushes with ALC and things of that, things of that. You know, those women, and uh, you know, uh, Monica Presley and uh, Rashida Sulie, you know, represent Michigan and so forth. We still, Ayanna, excuse me. We've had some fuck shit happen, in, in oh, the yeah. last year or so, or year, last, actually, we've had fuck shit happen our whole life. But still, in this same era, we've had. Still, fuck shit happening. And uh, why did I call her Monica Presley? Fuck, that was stupid. Um, uh, yeah, I am Presley. <laughs> we, we, let's not deal with some magic, but you know what I was talking about. But yeah, so you know we've had some strides, but what's fucked up? Well, another thing that's fucked up too is that, and I don't even know if uh Delvin, do you know who Axel Axel Foley is? Yes.
2: not the not Beverly Hills Cop. On a very
0: uh, it was some, I don't know if it was Mike. I think it was your status. And he was, he was talking about Biden. And he was basically still like, I'm still voting for him if he's going to get rid of Trump. We still got some of some of the Democrats that are saying some of the worst shit ever. Biden has lost so much. Res- I've lost so much respect for Biden in the yeah. last probably six months.
1: He and, was who I was talking about, by the way, to yeah. be clear. And he's, and he's still Bernardini a viable
0: option. He's still a viable option because. Trump is so fucking bad.
1: Yeah, but so <laughs> I think that we're getting to that point where the old guard needs to change. Like, we've got to do away with the Joe Bidens, even the Bernie Sanders, because we need to get younger. The younger generation needs to step up. The, the Republican Party, for all purposes, are just old. It's literally... It's, it's, it's old. It's like a good old
0: boy's uh, syndicate yes. or some shit. You know, they're I mean, I, I, did you did you guys hear the uh the, the recordings from uh, Reagan and Nixon talking when he was talking about <laughs> that, the, the, that was the monkeys getting used to wearing shoes and shit? That the mentality has never left. That's no. still there, still fucking there. It wasn't surprising. It was just kind of like, uh, he he didn't think about it. you know he, he 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 didn't think much of shit about us and a lot, and they don't think they don't think much about black people at all. A colored people. Uh, anybody that's not you're white they don't give a fuck about
1: as I was told on a previous episode the Republican party at one time was the ones who did the most for blacks
2: <laughs> yeah so that was a, fucked a very up, man, long but... time ago
1: <laughs> yes yes it was and I also made that point that that was a very long time ago and it has flipped so it's
2: yeah, definitely I mean... an anti-black party now yeah,
0: so I mean, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the uh, bearded idiot getting on and talking to them. I mean, I, I, you know, that the last conversation we had, you know, we we had some some gun gun gun, you know, debate questions and conversations and stuff. And you know, with with the last you know mass shootings that's done happened, I'm really curious. But I mean, I got a feel of it, you know, from the conver- the, twi- the, the Twitter conversation we were having, you know, that I think you know there's still pushing a lot of whack agenda you know and so i'm really curious to have that conversation the
1: thing i will say about the bearded is because i've talked to them often is that they are willing to listen and they are willing to learn and a lot of people are not like that they're they should struck- have conversation they will not have conversation in debates and they're willing to have a open discussion about almost anything about the issues and they've always been open about it
2: they struck me as very reasonable when we spoke before, which is why I was yes. looking to talk to them tonight because I did want to raise a lot of the points that I've raised tonight. So hopefully they'll listen to this and um, not feel like I called them cunts, but like no, hopefully no. they'll listen to this and, and uh, have well thought out responses to, to some of the points that I've raised. But um, I don't know. I, I've never really felt that way that um, people who are, uh, staunch gun supporters um, think reasonably like I mean they struck me as that when we spoke before but yeah. um, it's not something I've really seen and I feel like if you are a reasonable level headed person that you have to understand that our our cult, our gun culture in this country is a problem and even if you as an individual feel like um, I want to have guns and I like guns like, I feel like you can at least acknowledge that our culture here in this country is the reason why these shootings have happened. Because like I said earlier, a lot of the reasons that people give for why these shootings are happening, the, the gun supporters, the reasons they give, um, these aren't reasons that are unique to this country. So we have to figure out what's unique to this country. People don't post these memes of, excuse me, showing um, uh mass shootings in various countries and it's like zero 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 united states 251 like that's not that's not something that's because we have uh video games like that's the video games are not unique to here so like i feel like as a reasonable human being you should be able to look at that and say that can't be it because that's not unique to us like i said it's 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 science like control groups and whatnot so i feel i feel like they should be able to sit there and, and say okay. There's something going on in this country that is unique to this country that is causing this. If they can somehow rationalize that as being something other than our very loose gun laws, I'll listen, but um I don't see that I don't see a viable reason other than that. It's 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 the gun laws or lack thereof.
0: I mean, I've heard a lot of reasons in the last few days and different, you know, conversations on Twitter and Facebook. But a lot of them End with essentially doing nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And why are we doing nothing? Like when we were having that conversation on Twitter, another one happened in Dayton. That, had, that happened right before Dayton. Dayton happened that yeah. night.
1: Yeah. That was night. Like,
0: while we're having this conversation, another 20 people are getting shot. And we're still, like, I'm all up for conversations. But at some point, the conversations have to, 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 Get to
1: something, and that would I mean? almost potentially happen today. If you want to yeah, think
0: about it. you know the conversation got to get, get to something, but you know it has to, you know, so we can have this conversation whenever we do. And hypothetically, they say, "Look, gun control is fucked. We need to limit people, even in ourselves, from having more guns." But you know, we're four people, five people, who who are having a conversation. Where does it go after that? You know, we're still in a country where the majority doesn't think that gun control is necessary and so you know I, i'm it's great to have those conversations but we i don't i just don't know how we're going to get it to a point where it's going to be action taken where they're going to start limiting guns they're going to start doing better checks you know all of this stuff you know but i'm happy to be able to be in a circle you know of podcasters where we, you know you know i you know i appreciate you delvin for being able to bridge to bridge these these conversations because honestly you know I don't know if me and Mike will have the the access of being able to talk to a lot of different people who don't feel that way to feel the same way we do, you know, to have these conversations. So, you know, I think you, you know, your your podcast is definitely uh a, a one of the reasons these conversations is happening, especially after your uh um your your series on, you know, privilege and things of that nature. That was fucking dope. You know, uh I, I tell people about that all the time when I, you know, I tell people about your podcast. You know, that specifically, that series was was pretty eye opening. And you know, and granted, you never have to you never have to agree with everything to not to to not appreciate the content, to appreciate, yes. you know, the the you know, the responses and the conversations and things of that nature. The conversations were great. And you know, I don't think I don't really think there's a the podcast that's done that. So, you know, that, that was that, that was pretty dope. So
1: you've hit back where I was talking about earlier, how I feel like what I do now is I'm in my own lane. Oh, absolutely. I I feel like I'm that bridge for our culture and their culture to meet in the middle. And that's what I appreciate about my podcast in terms of I can sit here and have a conversation with you guys because you guys are my people. And on the other hand, I can go have a conversation with the bearded idiots and relate to them and help them see our side of it. I think me being able to be in that conduit to bring these two worlds together works. I think it's important to have those conversations because we're not going to, face it, let's face fact: we're not going to change the world by not having these conversations. My whole thing is, I want to eventually be able to have people hear this and spark discussions among themselves about this. And if we keep having these conversations, eventually they're going to say, you know what? Maybe we need to do something about this.
0: We got to, or just more people keep, keep getting killed. Yeah. More mass shoes are going to keep happening. And we're going to have these conversations. We can't keep having these conversations and nothing really happens. You know, I, I wish we would have the, the, the power of pushing legislation, legislation, excuse me, and all that. But, you know, I think the more conversations we have, you know, I think it, you know, it, 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 it helps the cause at least, at least helps me think that every staunch gun supporter isn't trash. Well, you know, so
1: <laughs> this, this is the thing about it, though, and I think this is important. People need to vote, point blank. If you have these politicians that are doing a shit job for you, vote them out. And I think that's where the problem lies, because a lot of these politicians know they're not going anywhere. It's definitely vote. a
0: it's definitely a part of the problem. Absolutely.
1: Yes, and I think we need to get on the ball in terms of our politicians not doing their job. They Need to get the fuck out of office
0: and i and i admit i've i've voted blindly sometimes not knowing who certain people are and things of like that and so you know even with local you know government and going like that but it is in the past i've done it so it's it's made me really do the research and you know not just filling in marks because i i, I recognize their name cuz that's pretty much what old people do yeah. they recognize the names of the people that's been in office forever and they say ah fuck it you know You know, and these people get elected and they're back in office for, you know, however many fucking years and things of that. So we definitely need to, you know, it's not only just vote. You got to vote with purpose. Just voting blindly is just not the move. You know, we, you know, remember when Diddy had that campaign to get out and vote.
2: Great concept. Voter die. Voter die.
0: die. But it got to be it got to be with purpose. You got to vote or die with purpose. You got to. Do the history on, you know, the people that you're voting for and, and, and all of that. So it gotta be it gotta be more than just filling check marks. You gotta you gotta do the research. You gotta know who the fuck we've been putting into office to serve us.
2: That that really is the key though, because a lot of what's happening right now uh relies upon the fact that congressmen feel like if they try to change things, they'll get voted out of office. So until they realize that changing things is how they'll stay in office they're not going to do anything. And yes. I, again, I still feel like the idea that you're willing to allow what's happening to continue. So you can stay in office is still a really like a, an indication that you are, you are an incredibly shitty person. But um if we're going to have to deal with shitty people like that, then those shitty people need to realize that the tide is turning and that if they don't, um actually do something and change their viewpoints, then they will get out of office and i don't I don't like the idea that we have to use voting as a tool to get people to do the right thing like that that bothers me, but I mean, if that's the case that it then it is what it is, but um, I would like people to do the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing, not because they want to stay in office, but i mean if if that's what's got to happen, I'm good with that, and I would love to see more um uh more young people like that's what i i love about um how politics is shifting right now where you you're getting more not just brown people and not just women but like gay people trans people like every kind of person under the sun is getting into politics and and enacting change that will help people i like that but we need more of it we need those people to get out and vote we need our people, the citizens, to go out and vote for those people and to not be sitting here like oh, it's mad weird that a trans person is running for office. Like, I, I can't even think of a trans person off the top of my head that's running for office, but like, if there was I would like to think that people would vote for that person based off of their politics and not based off of being trans but I don't think this country has grown to that level yet, but um, I think somebody, somebody did
1: who was trans from Korea. No, yeah, yeah.
2: No, she, no yeah, that, that did happen, but I, uh, we need to see more of that, more of uh, voting in people who are non old white men, because that's, yes. that's that's what politics has been for the history of this country is old white man and getting more women into office, getting more minorities into office. Um, you know, all, all all these different types of people, getting them into office. And once the old white men realize that the tide is shifting in that ter- in that favor, then they might shift their policies, policies and shift their voting records. But as long as they keep getting reelected holding the same fucked up beliefs, nothing's going to change. So like you said, we got to get out and vote.
1: I think that's a perfect way to end this episode, man.
0: Cool with me, brother man. Like I say Delvin, man, I, I appreciate your podcast. I you know, I appreciate you being able to to bridge, you know, the different backgrounds and, you know, ideas and things of that nature so we can, you know, have these conversations, you know, otherwise probably never would have met them and never would have been able to have, you know, conversations like that. So appreciate you, bro.
2: No problem. You get to be high about do. the paint too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we need to have that conversation. Those
2: are the tough conversations we need oh, to have.
1: And, and, and Cardi B.
2: We got to get her out of here too.
1: <laughs> All right. No, you don't like her. No,
2: I don't can't stand her. We get her up out of here. Get that. Bernie Sanders almost lost my support interview Cardi B. I'm like, okay, don't, don't pander to me by, Fucking talking to this yamp, like fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> Bro, I don't even know of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have I don't have much to say. I would just yeah. thought it was weird that he was having a conversation with her.
2: I think the best way to get niggas out of here is to drug them and then fuck them. And then while they
1: sleep, we can vote for other people. Like,
2: get this dumb bitch out of here. <laughs>
1: If you don't know the reference to that, I'm not telling you. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, bringing up I'm
2: bringing all the hot takes tonight and all the vulgarity with he no fucks given.
1: All the hives coming after me. He even have a beehive. Send him what my way.
2: It? At Michael yeah. underscore Aaron. Send him my way. I'll, pu- I'll put him up on game.
0: <laughs> yeah, At send him no his way. Not mine.
2: Definitely send, send him his Send him him my oh, way. No care. smoke. None at put, all. Put the emojis in my mentions. I don't care.
1: <laughs>
2: Y'all go. Man, ahead them know
1: where uh... podcast
2: at. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to stop. You can find
0: yeah. our uh you can <laughs> find our podcast on pretty much any streaming service uh that that is available. Uh iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you listen to. Um, it's a uh, W U D-U-P-D-O-E podcast. Um, our Twitter uh, uh, handle is uh, at What Up um, Yeah, find us there. We have 200 plus episodes. I'm pretty sure you can find some entertainment in any of those. And uh, yeah,
2: what's your Twitter handle, sir?
0: Oh, mine is uh, a <laughs> Grumpy Otis with a zero.
1: I swear Ooh. that was the hardest shit for me to find.
0: I, so I did <laughs> that. So. I felt I felt like I I was gonna have somebody randomly search me on fucking Twitter, so I figured if I a sub the zero the old with the zero, it would make it a little bit harder. So, that was kind of my reason behind that. So, yeah, but, and, but um, I, I think I try to I, I live by the being grumpy part. I'm I'm not as grumpy as Mike, but I'm I'm pretty.
2: <laughs> that's I was just about to say. That's the irony is that I'm clearly <laughs> the grumpier of the two of us. Yeah, he should be grumpier, Mike. I should be. I should be. <laughs> But I've had this current Twitter handle for a long time that I don't want to change it. But yeah, it's uh, Michael underscore Aaron. Um, I also try to mask my identity, so Aaron is not actually my name, Uh, my middle name. Uh, But yeah, so Michael underscore Aaron. If uh, you Beehive folks want to come at me, go for it. If you Nicki Minaj fans want to tell me that uh, that whack-ass song is good, fuck it. We can talk about that. You want to tell me that whack ass Beyonce song is good? I can tell you how it's trash. We can have that conversation. It's all good. <laughs> s- s- send it send my way. Oh, man. <laughs> I want
1: all the smoke,
2: all of it. Send it my way. I don't care.
1: Oh, man. Thank you guys for coming on. Like I said, if you haven't yet, check out the What Up No podcast. It's literally one of the best podcasts out there. You get two
2: hundred episodes of me saying shit like I just said for the last however long we've been recording.
1: Yeah,
2: that's Almost. every episode. That's every episode is me saying shit like this. Every yeah. episode is is yeah
0: is is Mike in the flesh except I,
2: ironically except last week where I was strangely <laughs> muted. But yeah, <laughs> other than that, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, he lived up to his moniker, Fifth of Night Mike. So
2: yeah, yeah, I was fucked up.
0: The, the vodka was
2: definitely flowing. We had good time. I've been having like 10 second pauses. <laughs> like, what word am I looking for? Oh, yeah, the. <laughs> oh,
1: But oh,
0: well, Thanks again, Delvin, man. Much appreciated, man. Yeah. I look forward to when we schedule uh, that next podcast. So.
1: Y'all yeah, hit Show. him up after this and let them know. <laughs> that
0: that motherfucker go to the library or some shit. Plug into the <laughs> uh, 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 internet <laughs> or something. God damn. <laughs>
2: I thought about hopping on on my phone because like I tried to do it on my computer and it was fucking up at first and then I got it working but if it hadn't worked, I would have just been like, alright, i I'd do it on my phone and the audio just got to be shitty. But it's my two of them.
1: That. Huh? It worked out really good actually. My homeboy in the UK did it. My homeboy Ben in the UK ended up doing that one time for me. And it actually worked out really good.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not bad. It's just not my ideal method because I, I feel like yeah. the mic works better. But like, yeah, I mean, shit, they could have hopped on, you know, hopped on their phones and I know they things? got that
0: setup where they got their mics and all that shit and so forth. Yeah, so yeah. I mean I get it. You know, like I said, I was I was planning on doing mine in the house, but I wanted to smoke, smoke a cigar. So I, Same. you know, trying to get my uh my 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 router, my uh, extender and shit so I could still be in the garage. So it worked out. And I wanted to test out my uh my new camera and mic and shit.
1: So I'm yeah, good. Both go. you guys need to go to Herthcast, by the way.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely want to. I gotta get mm-hmm. with them guys to figure
1: some shit out. So I definitely wanna do that. I sure Yeah, I'll definitely hit him up. As always, Delvin Cox Experience, we are out. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's Peace. episode of the Delvin Cox Experience. If you'd like more content, you can go on Patreon dot com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There you will find bonus podcasts and a lot more content. Also, shout out to Patreon producer. Ben Goodwin, a.k.a. UK Ghostwriter. If you want to check him out, go on Twitter at Ghostwriter underscore UK. Thank you.